Hello, YouTube and Facebook. Welcome to Underneath the Hat Podcast. I am your host, Arthur Sheree Simmons. And of course, my phone would ring once I start recording. Um, I am excited for today's episode because this is our final episode of season two. This is the second season of me actually doing the podcast, but this is the end of the first season of me actually vlogging it on YouTube. So I am so excited. So much has been going on today. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I decided for the last episode, saying as though I've been chronicling my hysterectomy recovery and I'm in week seven of it now. I go back to work next week. So I decided what could I possibly discuss for the final episode of season two. So this whole season has been um, discussing underneath the head, the truth series. So we've been discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of different relationships that we have. We've discussed church hurt. We've discussed family hurt. And then I dove into my hysterectomy recovery, which is a form of hurt because I can no longer fulfill a dream that I've always wanted of biologically having my own children. So for those that may wonder why at 38, I had to have one. You can check out my book. It's that size for a reason. My journey through infertility on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You can also check out my other book underneath the hat, which is where the title of the podcast comes from. Both of these are available on Amazon. Just go and type in my name and both of these will come up. But this book sheds light on how I got to the point to where I needed a hysterectomy. So go and check it out and hear about my testimony. You can also watch the other episode, previous episodes of this podcast, and it will give you a little bit more information as well. But for this last episode, I decided to discuss setting boundaries. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly of setting boundaries boundaries. And this plays really well into today, May 27th. Um, I wanted to discuss this because today is a very special day for me. Some people may not see it as special, but I do. And I'll explain because today is the day that I finalized my divorce. So this is my second marriage and I, you can read about the first one um, in Underneath the Hat, wherever books are sold. Um, but this is my second marriage and it was finalized today. And I decided to talk about boundaries because it played an intricate part in why I decided to even go through with the divorce. So let's talk about this. So when we hear people talk about boundaries, my definition of boundaries, which I have learned over the God, seven, six, seven years I've been going to therapy. Uh, 
that boundaries is basically you deciding what your expectations are, setting them, letting people know this is a line you do not cross. So basically boundaries is the line that we set for people, relationships that we have to let them know this is not something that I like. This is not something I'm going to accept from you. This is how you should treat me, basically. So over the last couple of months, I have had to set some boundaries, um, particularly with my family, in that I had to just put my foot down and say, I'm not going to allow for you to treat me this way anymore, and I'm not going to accept it. And I will say it really hasn't been hard for me. And it makes me feel like, man, you cold blooded. <laughs> when I hear other people say, well, well, Sheree, that's this, that's this person. And Sheree, that's that person. How could you just cut them off? And I, I'm 38 years old, but I have been dealing with people treating me like crap. For a very long time. At least from what I can remember since the age of 10. Having a therapist and being able to reflect back on things that have happened in my life. I can recall it going all the way back to age 10. Of people treating me any kind of way. And the foundation being set for me to accept. And at 38 years old, 28 years to go through something is a long time. 28 days is you setting a habit. If you do something for 28 to 30 days, they say that you that's how long it takes to form a habit. So if it takes 28 days to form a habit, can you imagine the type of detriment that is being set when you allow someone to treat you any kind of way and you accept it for 28 years, that's a long time. And so because of the foundation that was set for me to just accept anything and be okay with it, especially if it was a, a, a primary family member, that's not the word I'm looking for, not primary, um, but a close family member, then that sets the tone for all of my other relationships. And when I look back over it, that's exactly what it did. Um, I married my father both times, but different, different lay levels of him. And with my first husband, I married parts of my father based on what I had seen coming up to the point of me marrying him. And the things that I accepted from him were the things I accepted from my father. And because they, he was the man in my life, I took it. When he's loving me this way, he's not doing this. So I can deal with that because I accepted it from my dad. And then with my second um, marriage, I married a different version of my father because he had grown and become so a different version of himself by the time I remarried. But I still ended up marrying a version of my father the second time. It may not have been as bad as the first one, but there were still things that I accepted from my second ex-husband now because I accepted it from my father. But once I started setting boundaries with my dad, 
and putting my foot down and saying, this is how you're going to treat me. This is what I expect from you. If you can't give me what I'm expecting, then we can be father and daughter, but we don't have to have a close relationship. Once I set those boundaries, I'm excited for what's to come next because I'll finally find somebody that respects me and appreciates me for who I am because I set those boundaries with my love foundation. My father was my love foundation. Fathers are the ones who show you as a girl how you should be treated by a man. So because I set those found those those uh, boundaries with my found love foundation, then I'm excited for what's to come if it's in God's will for me to be married again, Lord help Jesus. But at least I know that if it's in his will, I'll be ready and better prepared because I have now set boundaries with my love foundation. And so these other relationships, familial relationships, dealing with family, I've had to set some boundaries over the last couple of months because I have been in the Bible. There's a parable about Jesus and how he asked a group of people to pray for him. And instead of them, wait, that's not the one. He asked people um, to drink water. And when they drank, the, he was just testing them to see how they would drink this water. When they drank the water, they put their face down and lapped up the water. And his issue was you're supposed to be watching and drinking water. You can't you can't see what if the enemy's coming if your face is down here. So I had to real not only watch people, but listen to how they moved as far as I was concerned. And there were a lot of people that should have been treating me differently that were not, that were part of my foundation. And so I had to remove myself from them. I still love and respect you as those people in my life, but that doesn't mean that I have to deal with and tolerate the foolery that you're trying to bring into my life. At 38 years old, I enjoy my peace of mind more than anything in the world. And I'm not going to jeopardize my peace of mind for anybody. I don't care who you are. My peace of mind is important to me. And I work too hard to finally get to it. I done paid a lot of money in therapy. I done stayed on my knees and talked to Jesus a lot of times to risk losing my peace of mind for anybody. And so I had to remove myself from them. And <laughs> again, talking to some of my friends and they're like, well, you know, that show and that show, I, I don't care. I don't care because I'm not going to allow for you to treat me any kind of way and think that it's okay. It's not, it's not. I realized how people saw me, how based on how they treated me. And I didn't like the way that I was being treated. So I removed myself from the situation. I don't have to explain it. I'm not apologizing for it because I feel great. And the relationship that I have with my God, I know that if I was wrong in any form or fashion, he would have pricked my heart a long time ago and said, Cherie, now you know, that prickling has not happened because I'm moving based on how he told me to. And everything that they thought they could have given me, he gives me times 10. So it's not like I'm without because these people are no longer in my life. I have not starved. I have not hurt. 
I have not gone without because I no longer am in communication with these people because my God supplies all my needs. I know who he is. I accept the role he has in my life and his role is bigger and better than anybody else's. So I'm okay. But you have to show people how to treat you. And so you have to set those boundaries. I don't care who it is. And that is why I am celebrating my divorce. It reminds me of Andre from Brown Sugar when he walked in and saw his wife on a date. Okay? Full married woman on a date. On a date. Okay? And he said, I want your most expensive champagne because we celebrating my divorce. So I treated myself out to the lunch today at the Cooper's Hawk. I didn't drink any wine, but I had a, a couple of Coca-Colas, a nice salad, egg rolls. I enjoyed myself because, and I've been reflecting a lot these last couple of days. I had to set boundaries, even in my marriage. Now, this is my second divorce, and I reflected on my way to Cooper's house today as to how I was feeling, because everybody's like, how are you feeling? You okay? Like they expected me to break down and run into traffic. Mm -mm. The first one, first marriage, I was distraught. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Because I put a lot of years into that relationship. That was a 16-year relationship from courting to the end. And then the way it ended was like, I never even existed. It was like, he's done. That's it. Who is Sheree? So that hurt a lot. And then I reflect, self-reflected and got myself together and tried to be better than what I was in that relationship. So I started to slowly understand what my worth was and what I could bring to the table. And then when I married my second husband, I was not in the same mindset that I was. I was not as naive with my first marriage. That was a high school sweetheart that turned into a boyfriend that turned into a husband. And so the second one, I'm like, okay, what did I do in this one? Let's not make those mistakes again. And there were some things that I could have done differently. I am not one to blame everything on other people. But there were some things I could have done differently and tried to do differently. But you can't do everything on your own in a relationship. And so I came into this second one knowing my worth a little bit better than I knew in the first one. And reflecting on it, I remember walking out of the courthouse, the first marriage, and being distraught and traumatized. And then this one, I'm able to celebrate the way that I was because I know the value of my worth. And that I realized that it wasn't my fault. There was nothing that I could more I could have done. It wasn't my fault. I did everything I was supposed to do. Even tried to improve and do better with it than I did the... um. The last time, hold on, let me mute my uh, TV. Please hold.
Okay, sorry. So I I realized the second time around, I wasn't about to beat myself up and be months of crying and snotting all over the place and want to commit suicide. And it, it's in the book underneath the head. Want to commit suicide and do all those things. I wasn't trying to do all that this time. I'm one of those people where I try to do it right the first time so I don't have to do it again. And if I do make a mistake, I learn from the mistake so that I don't make it again. And that's what I did with this one. I realized even when I was trying to do more, make it work, make sure I did everything that I could. God was like, okay, you, you, you did it. You're good. Okay. It's okay. And so yesterday when I was, making dinner, I was reflecting. I'm like, Sheree, you, you pride yourself on these character traits about you that you appreciate about yourself. And those are the fact that I'm driven, I'm consistent, I'm transparent, and I have integrity. The biggest of those is integrity to me. And God told me in the kitchen while I was making my salad, he said, why would you expect something from somebody or accept something from somebody that you yourself wouldn't accept for yourself? So if your main character trait that you're most proud of is integrity, why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't have integrity? And that's when it was like, hmm. So I had to realize that even though I knew what my worth was, I wasn't always valuing it like I should. And so today was a celebration of me recognizing not really more so the fact that I was divorced because he and I are not did not end on bad terms like the first one did. Like I can still call him and act stupid and, and make jokes and we could go to dinner or go hang out somewhere because we have that open line of communication. So I don't hate him. Uh, it's just that we weren't meant to be together. And so I had to set those boundaries with him as well. And with setting boundaries, you have to know what your worth is. You have to know how important you are. And once you realize the worth of your, your own self-worth, then you'll be able to tell people how they should treat you. But you can't expect somebody to treat you one way and you don't even treat yourself that way. And so it was easy for me to set these boundaries because I realized my self-worth. I realized that I was worthy of someone being honest with me and ha having integrity and being consistent with me and being transparent with me because I was those things to them. Now, if you look at all my other relationships, all my work relationships, all my friendships, I've had friends spanning over 22 years, all the way down to four or five. Well, yeah, wait, three or four years is the 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 youngest friendship I have. The most mature friendship I have is from high school, 22, 23 years. And with all those relationships, if you ask any of those people that I'm for relationships with, the things that some of my family is saying about me is just not accurate. But that's because of the mindset of the people. And so I'm not about to keep myself in a relationship 
without boundaries. And that's why I wanted to do this final episode of season two of Underneath the Hat to let people know you need to set your own boundaries. You need to determine what is of importance to you. What are the lines people cannot cross? How do you want people to treat you? You show people how to treat you. And if you don't like what you're seeing, then you need to look in the mirror because it starts with you. I can't get mad at somebody for talking to me any kind of way when I allow for them to talk to me any kind of way. Just like with the whole N-word. We get upset as African-Americans, as black people, when, when other people of other races call us that word. But they hear you say it to yourself, about yourself, to people that look like you. So you can't get mad when people are watching what you do. And then do the same thing they see you doing. Just like we tell kids all the time, do as I say, not as I do. Well, that's a whole bold-faced lie. Because my parents told me a lot of times not to do something, but if I saw them doing it, I was doing it too. My pet father told me not to smoke, but my daddy used to smoke. I think he still smokes, but he used to smoke when I, when we were living in the same house. And whenever he would send me to go light one of his cigarettes, I would take a little puff. Why? Because I saw him doing it all the time. He, tell, he told me not to smoke, but I saw him doing it. So I went more with what I saw than what I heard you say. So we can't get mad if people treat us any kind of way because they see us doing it to ourselves. So if you don't like the way people are treating you, you need to change that by treating yourself the way that you want people to treat you. Because you could tell them all day. And then the first thing out their mouth is, well, I saw you. So in order for you to set boundaries, you first have to set them with yourself and realize, how do I want people to treat me? And once you realize that, then you need to start doing it for yourself. So this celebration today, even though it was the end of a marriage, I know it's not the end of a friendship. And they say a divorce is like a death. You have your grieving process. I'm sure there will be moments where maybe, but I don't think so. Um, because I got so much more that God wants for me to do. I don't have time to sit around grieving for something that um that just wasn't right for me at this moment in my life. God is taking me to a different level as everybody can go grow go with you. Everybody can't go with you and everyone doesn't grow with you. And so you have to know when to let people go. And sometimes it'll take longer for some <laughs> to let go than others. But once you do realize that you are not by yourself, you're not by yourself. So for this last episode of season two of Underneath the Hat Vlogs, I just want you all to know setting boundaries is a form of self-care because you're taking care of yourself and making sure that you are okay recognizing your self-worth. You should never be in a relationship with somebody that causes you to sit in your car in the parking lot or in front of your house or in the garage before you walk into the building or walk into the house. If you got to say a prayer and put oil on your head 
and listen to inspirational music before you walk into somewhere, that means some boundaries have not been set. And if you setting these boundaries, remove these people from your life, they weren't meant to be there in the first place. So I encourage everyone on here to do a little self-reflection, self-evaluation, figure out what is it that makes you happy. Set those boundaries of what you will and will not accept. And if people can accept your boundaries, then they can accept you. And where God is removing people, that means he's making room for other people to come in. So be open to the process. Again, I want to thank you all so much for being with me throughout my hysterectomy recovery. I'm great. I'll be back at work next week. Um, thank you all for your support of watching the blog, the vlog. And I've heard so many testimonies of people saying how these episodes have been an inspiration to them. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. And I just want to continue to encourage everyone to make sure that you take care of yourself. So not only is it on YouTube, but you can also check out this podcast on Anchor, Overcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. So if you can't watch it, you can always listen to it as you're driving to work or wherever you may be going. Also, don't forget, you can find the two books on Amazon or wherever books are sold underneath the hat. And it's that size for a reason, my journey through infertility. Go check those out. Again, thank you so much. I will be taking a break, going on some vacations getting some new stuff started. And so the main purpose of this program is for people to be able to share their testimonies. Because like I always say, one person's testimony is another person's breakthrough. You have so many people walking around this world thinking that they are doing things, going through things by themselves that no one else is doing it. And by having this platform, I'm able to show people that you are not alone. You are not by yourself. And here are some people who have gone through it and conquered it. So if you have an idea, uh, in, uh, story you want to share, I'm still mapping out what the third season is going to look like. And God is telling me, let's see what the viewers want to see. And so if you have an interesting story that you want to share, go ahead and email me at underneath the hat at gmail.com. Share your story. And I will be in contact with you so we can give you the opportunity and the platform to be able to share your testimony. Again, any story that you want to share about the trials and tribulations that you've been through and that you've overcome, go ahead and email me at underneath the hat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Again, I want to thank you all so much for two seasons of Underneath the Head Podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for the support. And remember, like I always say, to take care of yourself underneath the hat. Again, thank you so much. Enjoy your summer. And I will see you back here in the fall.